Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show. On the Blackhawks Radio Network, here's Joe Brand. All of a sudden, Blackhawks have now picked up points in four out of their last five home games. They've picked up five points in their last three home games. And they've put together now seven straight Fairly solid periods. They shut out the Anaheim Ducks tonight at the United Center 1-0 and improved to 8-16-1 on the season. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight here on 720 WGN Radio. Joey Anderson is going to join us. He'll be our guest after this Blackhawks victory. But for right now, we're going to head on up to the radio booth and bring in our pal Troy Murray, who was on the call with John Weideman tonight. A 1-0 win for this Hawks team, Troy. And Anaheim definitely gave a strong push from that second period on. They did not let up. A lot of big saves by Peter Mrazek, but also just a nice job by the Hawks to kind of limit the chances for the Anaheim Ducks, not give them too many quality chances. Once again, another good victory for this team where they were able to pull things out late. I would say that if you were the head coach, Greg Cronin of Anaheim, and we'll start on their side of the equation, would be would be pretty happy with their effort in this game. Five on five, they probably had the better opportunities. Um, yeah, again, you know, the, the losing team tries to take out some positives, and and I thought you know the Ducks competed hard. Mrazek had to make some big saves there, but I thought the Ducks worked hard and just couldn't find a way to score any goals on Mrazek. So, you know, their coach is probably saying, you know, our effort was there, guys. We had chances. We just didn't bury them. Um, and so you take that away on the Duck side. On the Blackhawks side of it, uh, I agree with you. The Blackhawks did a nice job. They, Mrazek had to come up with some big saves. There's no question he was the best player for the Blackhawks in this one. But he's been great all season long. You really can't fault the way that Peter Mrazek has played this season. And uh, tonight was just a great example of a veteran goaltender getting the job done. Big saves early on, big saves when needed, uh, when called upon in this game. And then the Blackhawks, not much pressure in the third period uh, against the Ducks. Only one shot on goal in that third period. They didn't spend a whole lot of time there. But they defended hard, they worked hard, and made it tough on, on, uh, on Anaheim. One four-on-two rush in the third period. You can't have that happen. But at the same time, the majority of the time, the Blackhawks did a nice job of having guys back, being in position to defend better um, through the neutral zone and, and not allowing the Ducks to, to free wheel through that area. Would you say that that aspect of their game or, or anything else that you might think uh, carried over from the last game against Nashville? Because, I mean, there were some positives to pull from that Nashville game, but they didn't come away with two points. Do you feel like there was anything trending right for the Hawks over these last two games? I think when you look at uh, Nick Foligno, Joey Anderson, who's going to come on, and, and Dickinson, they've kind of set the tone here um, for the Blackhawks in a lot of ways. I mean, they're a physical line. They, they play a heavy game. They play the, the game the right way. And I think that, you know, when you looked at that game against Nashville, Two goals and an assist for Nick Foligno. Uh, Dickinson picked up a goal. Joey Anderson, you know, plus three. There, that line was, what, plus eight? 
I think it was, and, and just playing the right way. So those are the things that you build on. You say, hey, listen, if we play the game the right way, we can score goals, but we got to do it the right way. And I didn't think that the turnovers in this game were um, were, were that bad. If you look at the, the giveaways in this one, 10-9, you know, those numbers aren't too bad. I thought that the Blackhawks did a nice job in their own end of the ice. They had 19 shots that were blocked by their, their group and only seven for the Ducks. So, you know, you, you like the commitment in this game to get the job done. I really like the pairing of Vlasic and, and, and uh, Louis Crevier. I mean, my goodness, 6'6 six, six and 6'8. Six, uh, those guys were, were beasts out there. An ex- excellent job by really everybody in, in uh, putting this uh, egg on the board for the Ducks. Yeah, I mean, I was going to jump to that defensive pairing because I know you were very high, especially on Vlasic tonight. Just He was as, great. Yeah, how about it? I mean, just just the regular things that he does, but he's just he's getting so confident in his game. He's he's single handedly breaking some plays down, and and the one that he got called for on the holding penalty, which we all kind of disagreed with. I mean, even that, even if it is a penalty, it's probably the right move because he's stopping a prime opportunity for Anaheim, and he's picking up one of his teammates. He's just totally playing in his own zone right now. He, he picked up, uh, the, I think it was Vetrano, wasn't it? I think that was the player that that had the the breakaway, and, and yeah, he I think was so. from he was from the blue line to the red line behind Vetrano and, and caught him just inside the blue line there. His strides are just uh, incredible. The, the way that he skates, how smooth he skates at 6'6", six, six is, is really something that is unique. And Boy, I mean, even when we interview him, you can hear the confidence and how much fun he and how much enjoyment he's having in the game right now. And that's infectious inside the room. And if you get something going, you know, with some of these young guys with confidence and having fun and enjoying the game... And, and getting some results because of the hard work, it certainly goes a long way. And, and I, I just, I mean, I just marvel at the, the way that Vlasic is playing the game right now. 25 minutes, over 25 minutes in the last game against Nashville. That was a career high. This one just over 20 minutes, but boy, he was good. Yeah, and he's definitely earning it too. Uh, Troy, we got to buy some time for Joey Anderson. So I'm going to get to a break right now so that we can uh, give some time for our guests to come in here. But really excited to chat with Joey about that line as the Hawks take down the Anaheim Ducks tonight. one nothing, a shootout victory, rather a shutout victory for Peter Mrazek. And the Hawks pick up another point, uh, another pair of points, and another home victory here at the UC. Joey Anderson with Troy Murray and myself when we come back. Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Hawks pick up their first win on this homestand, a one nothing shutout over the Anaheim Ducks. I'm Joe Brand, this is WGN Post Game Show on 720 WGN. Our guest is Joey Anderson. He joins Troy Murray and myself. And Joey, it's we've seen this team start to put together some solid performances but not get rewarded with two points. You guys got that done tonight. How important was that? Uh, it was huge. I think uh, obviously it was a great defensive effort. Rass stood on his head back there for us and um, you know, even uh, you know when Anaheim came with with their pushes, we we responded and and we kept it simple. We won blue lines, and um, you know we did the little things tonight to make sure we got two points. Joey, we're going to head up and bring in Troy Murray. Troy, go ahead. Your line, Dickinson and Felino, and yourself, really getting the job done. It led the offensive charge in uh, the game against the Nashville Predators. Luke Richardson raves about the way that you guys play. What is it about you guys that are all on the same page, getting the job done in so many different aspects? I think it's just our decisions with the puck. I think you know what we know when to hold on to it. We know when to to distribute it and when to get it deep. And um, you know, I think the the battle levels there. We're winning puck battles, and then. Um, stuff kind of unfolds from there. I think uh, our support's been really good. We kind of have that one in, one out 
pressure on the forecheck, and, and that's led to a lot of pucks turning over and um, leads to a lot of sustained ozone time for us, which is where we've gotten a lot of offense. So I think, uh, like I said, both of those guys are, you know, veterans and, and play the right way. And, um, you know, I come in there and try and just kind of play the exact same way as they are, and um, we've had good chemistry so far. Jason Dickinson mentioned that that style of play complements his game so well. Do you feel that's the same about your game? Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I think it just it's a, it's an easy way to read off each other, and, and we know where the puck's going. I think, uh, you know, for the most part, we don't surprise each other a whole lot, and I know uh, they probably laugh at some of my, you know, maybe flubs with the puck at times, but you know what? I You know, we're all never. trying our best. We and, never do. <laughs> but uh, you know what? They, they work with me, and, and we've had, you know, like I said, we're just, we're winning puck battles, and, and that's how we're going to get, get our, our chances, and defensively that's you know that makes it really easy because we're never in the d zone then and um and when we are we find our way out so i think uh you know that's one of those things when all three of us are on the same page we we work as a good cohesive unit joy you you, you when you listen to luke richardson you know talking about your line and the way that it plays the right way and, and setting the example for the rest of the guys to show them that hey listen we play the right way we play it hard we make good decisions good have good puck management we can get some results offensively as well how important is it for you guys to set the tone in these games moving forward it's huge i think uh you know every night you can show up and you know you control your effort and your attitude and i think that's a baseline every guy should come in with that and your compete level and um if we can set the bar like that i think uh guys will jump on board and it may not take you know it might be more than one game but it, you know eventually we're going to get everybody on board and everybody's going to be doing it and once that happens, it's going to be uh, you know scary to watch. Peter Morazic seems like such a, a solid teammate. How, how great is it to give help him get this shutout tonight? Yeah, I mean he's battled his you know his nuts off all all year, and um, good to get him uh, you know a tight tight win like that, and in one where we're not giving up chances, and um, you know we're giving him that support in our D zone, insulating things, and um, you know just good to, good to see him get rewarded with one. I, I got to ask you th- this question. It's a little bit off the cuff, but when you, you're in the locker room and you see two guys who are 21 and 22 years of age, six six and six eight, on your blue line, there's your pairing. <laughs> How funny is it to watch these guys uh, getting dressed, standing in the locker room, being on the ice out there, just as tall as they are? Oh, I know. It's funny. I mean, it feels like they should almost be down in the other locker room playing a different sport, right? Like, um, <laughs> Especially when they're out there together, it's. I mean, I don't. I think someone made a comment the other day about you know they might be able to touch both sides of the rink together, and um, you know it's it's so hard to play against. I think you know, and they both are are smart, and you know I think Big Lou has been great since he's been up, and, and he knows what his job is, and and he's done it really well. And obviously Vlasi has been playing great hockey, so um, it's it's tough to get through those two, especially with that reach and their strength, and um, you know it's been fun to watch. Big Lou, I haven't heard that nickname yet. That, that's a good one for him. Is that what they were calling him down in Rockford? We call him Big Lou, Lou, Krebs. <laughs> a couple in the bank. Um, I, I know you're here. I know you're with the Hawks. But there seems to be a lot of camaraderie down in Rockford. Whenever you guys come up, uh, everyone's got only good things to say about it. How important is that to have that team chemistry, have that camaraderie down there? Because that is what everyone is hoping can be the future Blackhawks. It's been awesome. I think I can't say enough good things about the guys down there. There's no one in that room that, you know, you look at and you kind of shake your head about. Every guy's involved. Guys are, you know, everyone's engaged with each other and um, guys are holding each other accountable. I know we've had, you know, multiple days where we kind of 
show up and everyone's got to look at each other and just be like, Hey, what are we doing here? But, um, I think that that creates a good environment to hold guys accountable. And, um, you know, it's, it's a young team down there. So guys are still figuring it out, but, um, that, that effort and that compete level comes every day in practice. I think the, the coaches down there have done a great job of creating a competitive environment every day, especially on those weeks where we don't play till Friday. We have a bunch of practices in a row. We've, we've done a really good job of, you know, bringing that game-like atmosphere into practice and, and it's infectious. I think guys show up Friday and, you know, they're ready to go, especially, you know, like you said, with that camaraderie with each other, guys are ready to play and they want to go battle with each other. You and I had a conversation in Winnipeg after uh, the, the practice there, I, I think it was, and uh, you talked about uh, being an avid bowler. Um, you guys haven't had a whole lot of time here when you've been in Chicago. You guys have had a tough schedule. Have you had an opportunity to find a local lane that uh, you, you've been able to visit a little bit? Not in Chicago yet, no. We, we went a couple times in Rockford, uh, my wife and I, but um, just it's been so chaotic. We've been just... When I get home, it's just been resting and and, and kind of figuring out what we're going to do for food and um, trying to keep my legs horizontal as much as possible. <laughs> you really- look at you, you look at the, you know hockey and obviously being on the ice that's your happy place or you wouldn't be where you are. But, but you got to think that uh, the, the way that you were talking about bowling that that's your one B as far as your happy place. Ah, uh, you'd be shocked actually. I'd, I'd probably say golf would be my number one. Okay. I, uh, I play a lot of golf in the summer and, and got pretty good at that. And my family, we play a lot. So that's been my number one. And then obviously like in season, I think bowling's probably my number one, a or one B or excuse me, just because it's easier to go do that on, you know, an afternoon or whatnot. But, um, those are probably two of the things that I love to go do. Um, you, 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 uh, sorry, I don't mean to cut in there, but you convinced, uh, uh, Mark Bernard, who's the general manager of Rockford to have one of your team building things. I, I, I think it was this week where they're going to do it. Yeah. I saw go on, a, on, a, on, a, on go bowling as a team. Yeah. They went and they had a, a little bowling tournament. I was in the group chat. They were drafting teams and it, it looked like a, hoot. <laughs> well, like, you know, happy to be here. It's like, it'd be fun to be there though and play a little bowling. And I think it's a great way to get guys together. It's not taxing on the body it's very social and you know get guys together on an off day and you know like i said it's not a long time it's just a little something and some guys are going to be good at it some are going to be bad and you can kind of laugh at everything you do out there and it you know it's just a good way to loosely get together were you going to be a first round pick oh i'd imagine i would have been a captain (laughs) (laughs) well troy's next question is going to be what are you doing tomorrow night i'm thinking he's just leading up to that no (laughs) <laughs> uh, what's well, well, your high score? Uh, 256. Wow. I uh, eight, eight straight frames. with a, I was two away from a perfect game. To start the game, eight straight? Eight straight. I was in the ninth frame. Ooh. I threw a notch. It wasn't a bad throw. Just didn't get a bounce. And, yeah, and then uh, at that point, I was kind of rattled. So I'm like... What, well, game, but it was still, funny, two, Joey, because you were talking. Is good. Yeah, but you were talking about you know he had uh, you had gone eight straight uh, with with the strike, and all of a sudden it, it kind of got around the bowling alley that you know you're, oh, you're no. close to a perfect game, and all of a sudden everybody kind of started to creep over and watch you. Did you feel the pressure from everybody oh, in I, the alley? <laughs> I blacked out to be honest. Like my dad, <laughs> a better bowler than I was, and so it was my dad and my mom and my wife were there and. Bowling, I was packed, and like people, I was with the Leafs at the time in Toronto, and people kind of started catching wind that I played for the Leafs, and then they start watching, and oh, then no. that was the game I ended up going absolutely on a tear. So then <laughs> my dad is like patrolling the crowd, <laughs> and he's like 
you know, kind of, he was like talking to people, but he's like, kind of like he, he didn't even talk to me cause he knew I was just so locked in and I was like, I'd throw a ball. I wouldn't even really watch. I'd right back to my seat, tunnel vision, keep it on the lanes. Everyone else, they started just, my wife and dad were just, they were just throwing the ball just to get in and out. Cause they wanted me to get back up and playing again. Um, and I, it's, it's a great way to get the competitive juices going on an off day. You, do you get more frustrated in the bowling alley or on the hockey rink, would you say? Uh, probably the bowling alley. Really? Just, well, or, or the golf course. Yeah. The golf, <laughs> the golf course for sure. <laughs> but I think I've done a pretty good job. This summer I found a way to, like, my battle level on the golf course was really good. Where <laughs> I find ways to get up and down and not let, you know, a bad shot bother me too bad. You're a mutter. Bol- bol- the putter was hot. But this summer bol- bowling is for sure one where... When I start to go sideways in bowling, it, it's not pretty. Like it's just almost like let's flush this one and go to the next game. We got to get uh, some Blackhawks bowling uh, shirts with the button down. Oh yeah, uh, Joey, that's fantastic, man. Man of many traits. Uh, congratulations and uh, best of luck in your next game to uh, get past the 250. I'm sure you're itching to get a new high score, huh? Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm ready for it. All right, that is Joey Anderson. Joey, congratulations on the win. Thank you. Joey Anderson after the Blackhawks one nothing shutout over the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, wow, Troy, great, great question. Did not expect the uh, the bowling aspect of this, but uh, yeah, a whole other side to Joey Anderson and that competitive competitiveness shows on the ice. And man, I'd really like to see what it looks like in the bowling alley too. Yeah, you know, it, it, we just it was a casual conversation, and Rockford actually was in Winnipeg at the same time the Blackhawks right. were, so they, they they're actually their locker room dressing room was right down the hallway from where the Blackhawks were and Mark Bernard was there and I was talking with Bernie and Joey came up there so they were having a conversation we all were talking about it and and then they started talking about this team building thing that they were going to do in Iowa because they had a day off and Mark Bernard got convinced by Joey Anderson hey let's go bowling so they thought it was a great idea they had it all set up there and then Joey you know he's happy to be here playing for the Blackhawks but he was the guy who would kind of it was the driving force behind it. And then he started telling us about this story where, you know, he had gone eight straight frames oh, no. uh, with with the strike. And all of a sudden, like, the whole bowling alley kind of got wind <laughs> of what was going on there. And everybody started to watch him. And <laughs> what, what's the movie with... Uh, Kingpin? Kingpin. <laughs> Just picture him in, in Kingpin that all of a sudden... The Bill Murray's hair all over to the side. <laughs> exactly. And now oh, this is the it was second a great story, and you could you could see like the smile and 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 how much that he enjoyed the bowling just because of the way he was telling the stories and the way that his eyes lit up. No, oh, just right now when he was sitting down, I mean, he had great answers about the hockey game, but man, I mean, the the stories about the bowling alley and the golf course, I mean, yeah, he, you could tell it's that's in him that 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 fighting spirit, that competitive spirit's in him, and it's just so funny when you hear about different sports that athletes are also good at i mean you you would never hear about it and unless just the conversation pops up like that but uh it, it brings out a whole nother side of certain athletes you, you know those are the things that as john and i travel w- with the team you know you just have these casual conversations 
that aren't the, the media scrum conversations. You know, everybody mm. has pretty much the standard answer when they're talking, you know, to the media. But, you know, to get to the, the bottom of the personalities and stuff, that's what, in my mind, makes it so important to be traveling with the team. Just these little tiny tidbits that you kind of get when you're around the team and, you know, nothing that you're sitting there and you're, you're trying to pry or anything. It's just a casual conversation. And, you know, these guys like to talk about other things other than hockey if they have passions in those areas. They kind of like to talk about those other things better sometimes so it's, it's well when it's when you lose yeah absolutely right when you might want to talk a little bit more about the hockey but i i love the story and i thought that was a great opportunity to, to bring that up and i just can't believe we made a bill murray reference for the second consecutive post-game show it's really a thing of beauty that we got going on here right now <laughs> yeah we got it going don't we <laughs> So what do you want to talk about on uh, Saturday? Stripes or maybe Ghostbusters? Or <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. And uh, is it Dewey for... Oxberg? Is that his name? Uh, I, <laughs> In Stripes? Hitting... Yeah, yeah. John Candy, <laughs> Dewey Oxberg. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, Troy, this was a fun one. This was a good win. And uh, again, even though. You know, they don't come away with a win against Nashville, even though the, the road trip was rough. I mean, I, I go back to the third period in Minnesota when clearly that's Minnesota's game. They don't have to play a desperate game or anything like that. But Luke Richardson did bring it up. You know, the Hawks won that third period. He understands why they won it. But you got to pull some kind of positive. And even when you have a rough game or a rough road trip, and you got to pull out positives some some way somehow. This is why, because nine periods later, you're talking about two decent games by the Hawks where they pull out three points, and you just you got to start somewhere, no matter how rough it is at the moment. And I think Luke Richardson does a good job of putting that into perspective for this team. No doubt, no doubt. And and what I liked what Joey Anderson was talking about, what he mentioned, was the fact that you know when when they're playing the right way, you get one more guy buying into it. Okay, now it's another guy buying into it. Now you're getting a group of players that are saying, okay, if we do it the right way, we're going to get results here. We just saw it here. We, we, you know, these guys got uh, three goals last game. We can do it if we play that way. It's not going to take away. You, you just start building there, and everybody starts jumping on board. And, uh, you know, my question to him was, like, setting the tone. Just that great example to start the game. Hey, let's get pucks in deep. Let's get the forecheck going. Let's, let's work hard. Let's compete. Um, when you set that example, and a lot of teams around the NHL aren't starting their top guys. They're going to start an energy line, a line that's going to bang and crash, set the tone for the game. And Luke Richardson understands what he has with Felino Dickinson and Joey Anderson, and they have set the tone. And, and people, as you say, I think when they look at this and they see the results, you get it reinforced on the video of doing the right thing, managing the puck in the right areas. Um, People start buying into it, and that's what you that's what you, you want to have. You want to have everybody buying into it to get an identity within the group, uh, and that's what that line is doing, and Joey Anderson's a big part of it since he's been up. And hopefully just continuing to trend in the right direction. St. Louis coming to town on Saturday. Big weekend with back-to-back games, both at home. St. Louis on Saturday, Washington on Sunday. I mean, Joy, the, the Hawks can turn this into a winning homestand, and that, that would be huge for this team right now. You mentioned it points in two straight games, and and that's I think that's the first time this season, right? That they've they've got points in consecutive. Uh, yeah, games. you're right. Yeah, that's that's true because um, they. I, I know it's not consecutive wins, but right. Uh, but still, in consecutive games. I mean, baby steps. <laughs> 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 
Okay. Right, or, or I'm Bob, check let's that go box. back to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, what about gone. Bob? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you got to get those Bill Murray. You know. Stripes, all right. Yeah. But, <laughs> Just going uh, right down the list. Yeah, but it, it it's meaningful. No, no, for sure. Because, yeah, I, like you said, the team is still looking for their first set of back-to-back wins, but forever we were talking about back-to-back solid performances, and I think that's what we got from the Hawks here tonight. Yeah, and you, and you look at it, you know, you, you, you and the, the players, and we've always talked about this too, you know, how important is it for, for teams to know when they come into the United Center, right. the, the crowds are great, they know that the crowds are great, the anthem is going to get you revved up or you're going to be intimidated one way or the other. Um, but when you're setting the tone and, and you're playing the right way and there's that excitement in the building, you, you want to be in a position where teams are afraid to come in there. And that's the way it was in the old Chicago Stadium. And, you know, for a lot of years with the Blackhawks here in the last 15 years, the same way. It's like, you know, you're, you knew you were coming in here and it was going to be a hard work and effort to, for you to get points out of there. And that's where they're striving. That's what they want to get back to. And, and when you hear guys like Nick Foligno talking about it, that we have to, you know, we have to be tougher at home. We have to be, you know, more competitive at home. We have to, you know, do this and that. Like, he is bang on. Uh, he understands what uh, you know what what means to have home ice advantage, and Blackhawks need to get back to that. And this is a good start, and definitely a perfect opportunity to do it on Saturday against the St. Louis Blues. Saturday yeah, night hockey, not? United Center Hawks and Blues. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, well, uh, all right, Troy. Great stuff. Uh, great movie references. Great bowling stories. We, we really touched it all tonight. But uh, a fun win and a fun broadcast, and we'll do it again in a couple of nights. Always better when you win. Absolutely. I hear you. All right, pal. We'll talk to you. All right. All right. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weidman on the call tonight as the Hawks shut out the Anaheim Ducks one nothing from the United Center. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. 312-981-7200. A fun game tonight. Great to see Peter Mrazek get rewarded. Great to see this team get rewarded. And I agree with Troy. It wasn't just one player that really turned this thing around. It was a couple players. And hopefully that continues to be a a positive snowball, a good snowball effect where more and more guys are going to catch on to the momentum that the Hawks are trying to brew right now and just continue to do the right things. It's a slim victory. It's one nothing, but you've got to pull positives when you can. And if Luke Richardson is able to pull positives from a rough loss in Minnesota to end a really rough road trip and that turns into six more periods of better hockey and three points out of two games, that's a trend in the right direction. It's not perfect, but it's improvement, and it's what you want to do to go in the right direction. We do have a lot more to get to, but we'll take your calls and texts. 312-981-7200. Blackhawks shut out the Anaheim Ducks one nothing. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Up the near side, Tyler Johnson sent it across Bedard. Left circle drops it off. Kershaw fires. He scores! Power play goal! Yes, it was a good day for the Blackhawks tonight. They shut out the Anaheim Ducks 1-0. They pick up their first win on this homestand, but back-to-back games with at least a point, as Troy Murray had mentioned, that that is the first time that that's happened this year. Now three points for the Hawks over their last two games. 
And the Hawks now with a chance to win back-to-back games when they host the St. Louis Blues on Saturday. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks post-game show. We are going to get to a call in a moment. And if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. You can call or you could text. But really quick, tonight's Player with the Most Heart is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. We'll give it to Alex Vlasic. What a game he had. He continues to just really get comfortable in his role here as a consistent NHL player. He finished with 20 minutes and 5 seconds on the ice. Not too many numbers that pop off the page, but just so many good defensive moves. Even the penalty that he was called on. It uh, doesn't really seem like a penalty in our books, but also just stopped Anaheim from a scoring chance and picking up one of his teammates in doing so as well. Again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Devin from Palos Hills chimes in often, and he's calling in for a question about possible trades. Go ahead, Devin. Hey, Joe. It's good to hear from uh, the big Lebowski himself, Joey Anderson. <laughs> but uh, now that we're uh, halfway through the season for the trade deadline, I'm inevitably players are going to get moved. That's just the business. Um, do you think there are players on this roster that are going to get shopped out? And if so, what do you think the Hawks could get in return for those players? All right. Thank you very much, Devin. Uh, again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Devin, always wondering about the roster uh, and the contracts. And uh, listen, I don't think this year is going to be as much of a fire sale as last year. I just don't think that that's the way uh, the roster was constructed as much as it was last season. I'll tell you what, though. One guy that I, I think is making a case for himself to maybe go to a contender might be Jason Dickinson. I don't know if I'm out of line for saying that, but the way he's really putting together a solid year, uh, Troy and John were talking about it, that he's turning it into a career year for himself. He's a free agent after the season, an unrestricted free agent. Um, he's He's got 2650000 for this year, but, I mean, the Hawks can eat up half of that. And, uh, I mean, he's really playing his way into uh, a solid position. It's, it's almost like the Sam Lafferty deal, but um, I, I feel like Sam Lafferty was... Um, I don't know. It's kind of apples and oranges, but it's also just Dickinson taking advantage of a scene change here with the Blackhawks, taking advantage of this new role and really running with it. Now, that being said, I really like the idea of Jason Dickinson sticking around. He's 28 years old, so maybe a little bit later in his career than what the Hawks might be looking for, but you never know. And again, with his play, what he's doing kind of behind the scenes, um, we talked to him on Blackhawks Live earlier this year, how he's just finding this leadership role a little bit more naturally to himself with guys like Taves and Kane gone. He can uh, kind of get into that role, not as the leader, but definitely a leader in that Blackhawks dressing room. And he just continues to do all the right things. So I don't know if he continues to have this type of season that he's having this year. Uh, don't be incredibly surprised if you see him get moved. The other guy that I've mentioned before is Peter Morazic, who's a free agent after this season. And, uh, I mean, goaltenders are very valuable in the NHL for playoff teams, especially with the way the, the league is going now where they're starting to put value in multiple goaltenders for a long playoff run. And Mrazek with another stellar game tonight. He picks up his first shutout with the Blackhawks. Uh, definitely not his first shutout of his career, but a, a, just a solid night. Had a couple of really big uh, saves at, at the beginning of the game. 
and uh, towards the end of the stretch as well. We're going to hear from the Blackhawks goaltender in just a moment, just um, looking at a, a couple of texts from the 773 area code. Great game, great goaltending by Mrazic. Great Bill Murray references. Great program, guys. Uh, and then from the 646 area code, Joe, start questions several times with how important is sounds like college radio. There are better, non-predictable ways to phrase questions. Come on, JB. This is major market radio. Okay, duly noted. 646, I'll keep that in mind. Peter Mrazek is uh, the goaltender that chatted with the media after this one. Let's hear from the Hawks goaltender. Uh, well, the first, uh, I would say first period, uh, you know, they were coming early and, uh, you know, you got a few shots there. Uh, so that's where you feel comfortable. 20, 25th for your career. Does that number mean anything to you? I mean, that's a long, that's a lot of shutouts in the NHL. To be honest, not really. You know, it's all about winning the games and uh, that's all matters. So, you know, it's just the number. What do you see in that one sequence where you? I mean, you, you came out pretty far on the, uh, on, you know, on the, the top of the crease there and made a save, and then I know they had another chance for you even further out. And where I, I guess that was pretty early in the game. Does that sort of like that get you in a rhythm? Or? Well, I felt like he was, you know, the first shot he was coming. He was all alone, so I just I just took a t- step out, and and uh, I think on the second one I got uh, in touch with uh, Murph there a little bit, so we kind of get out of the crease. It's got to feel good with what you've been through the last two years, health-wise. I mean, it's just really got to. Yeah, it's been you know, it's been uh, it's been up and downs. Uh, two years ago, the, you know, when when the injury started, so uh, it's been uh, it's been a really excited year for me that uh, you know I can stay healthy and I can do what uh, what I love to do. How does it feel playing behind two guys the size of Vlasic and Crevier? Yeah, they, you know, they, well, they're big guys, uh, but they uh, you know they can uh, they can do a great job in D zone and uh, you know take the puck out. So that's all matters, right? Kremier was a super popular guy in Rockford, and it just seems like he's really happy. Has he, he brought some lift to the team? Well, he looks happy every day. You know? <laughs> Who wouldn't be here in NHL? Enjoy it. He, um, you, you practice against this this team, obviously, in practice with power plays. Like, do you notice something when you're practicing the last couple games, the last couple practices? Does it seem like the power play is getting a little bit better? Your guys' power play unit getting more. Yeah, I, I think in Minnesota the goal we scored. Uh, I know we were down for nothing, but you know the goal and power play meant a lot for us. I think the confidence, get, you know, getting there and uh, we're moving the puck quicker, and and that's when uh, we get uh, chances. What do you guys need to do to get uh, some momentum for Saturday to get that first uh, back-to-back win of the season? You know, just to play simple, play play our game, and uh, you know, try uh, try to score first like we did tonight, and uh, and then manage the game. We'll take one more break and then wrap up the Blackhawks postgame show after a one nothing shutout victory over the Anaheim Ducks. You're listening to 720 WGN. And call moves it ahead. Picked off by Kershev. Moves it over the center ice circle. Four seconds left. Into the Hawk zone is Nitschikov. Put it in front of the net. It's sent over the net. And the time runs off the clock. And Peter Morazic has shut out the Anaheim Ducks. The first shutout of the season for the Blackhawks. Peter Morazic has stopped them all. Tonight, only the Almighty has saved more than Peter Morazic as he picks up his 25th career shutout, his first ever against the Anaheim Ducks, and the Blackhawks beat Anaheim one to nothing. 25th career shutout for Peter Morazic tonight as the Hawks down the Ducks one nothing from the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. That's our own John Weideman in his signature shutout call. And couldn't just pick one save. All 37 saves for Peter Mrazek are saves of the game. Sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistant Programs as the Hawks take down the Ducks one nothing here tonight. Connor Bedard chatted with the media. Let's hear from the rookie. Yeah, it's actually feeling a lot better for sure. Um, I think even the games we didn't score, 
creating a lot. I mean, look at Mini, we ended up getting one, but if we didn't, it's like first power play is the best of the game, and um, I think just got to keep improving. And um, But, yeah, it's, it feels good to go out there and, um, you know, get, get good touches and uh, feel like you're creating, so we got to keep that up for sure. Did you switch up the entries at all? It seemed like it might have been different, but I couldn't quite tell. Uh, kind of the same. I think we're trying to get to the middle more, maybe more speed, and um, not just kind of locking in on that one option. I think, I mean, for me personally, but um, I think that's kind of what everyone's been doing. How good was Peter Mrazek tonight? Yeah, he's sick. I mean, 40 safe shutout or something, so, um, I mean, he's been that all year, every game. He's been been a rock rock back there for us so um you know it's so great going in the games him or so do we have so much confidence in them both but um yeah he's been unreal you, you mentioned this morning that you became friends with leo in the draft process did you guys say anything to each other in the ice any uh friendly banter anything uh, while you were playing um we were only out there for i think kind of one shift uh, against each other i asked him what he thought of the anthem he said it was pretty cool so um <laughs> that's it but uh yeah i saw him yesterday obviously and yeah i mean he was great tonight so it was fun to, to go against him and, and that team on that set to uh, Kershev's goal, were, were you thinking that all the way, or did you kind of see him out of the corner of your eye? I mean, I just got the puck, so, um, yeah, I just saw him coming in and lining up and uh, just kind of tapped it back to him, and, and he made a great shot. So, How do you feel about the, the team game overall outside of the power play? Uh, I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, you know, whenever you get a win, there's, there's always good things, but um, I think you, there's always things to clean up too, but uh, yeah, overall I thought it was pretty good. And when you give up one goal as as good as Raz was, that's uh, you know that's good for for the team. Or give up no goals, sorry. <laughs> how, how much are you guys hoping to win on Saturday to just build some momentum? I know you guys don't have consecutive wins yet this year. Yeah, we're always hoping to win. Um, you know, I think, like you said, it's you gotta kind of get it, string something together, and um, you know that's what we're looking to do. And, yeah, that'll be big on, on Saturday. Obviously, going, going against a good team, and um, yeah, that'll be huge if we can get back-to-back wins. Connor Bedard picks up his 21st point, assisting the only goal of this one. Had a really nice feed to Philip Kurashev as the Hawks were able to succeed towards the end of that double minor that they had in the second period. The Hawks' power play did have some good looks. They they weren't perfect tonight, and by perfect, obviously, I don't just mean scoring on every single power play opportunity, but um, definitely looked better on the first power play that they had in the game. Uh, started to struggle a little bit later on, but again, they're able to cash in on the at the end of the double minor, and that is the difference in this one. Again, but games like these, you like to see the Hawks get rewarded for starting to do all those little things that they've been talking about for so long, starting to do those right and get rewarded for it, hopefully to send this team in the right direction again as they're looking for their first set of back-to-back wins when they host the St. Louis Blues on Saturday. Our next game preview is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. Shanda center ice. Tyrell to the middle. Wide open. He scores! Oh, what a play! Unbelievable goal! That is David Goucher of Scripps Sports, and that, I, that might be Dan Kelly of uh, Bally Sports Midwest. As St. Louis thirteen eleven and one heading into Saturday night's game against the Blackhawks. Again, a lot of weekend hockey here at the United Center. Night game against St. Louis on Saturday. Night game against the Washington Capitals on Sunday. That'll be at six, and that'll wrap up the Hawks' four-game homestand, which they have a chance to make it a winning one before they head out west on the road against the Edmonton Oilers and Seattle Kraken next week. But uh, the Hawks with practice tomorrow before the two games over the weekend as they will try to continue this progression that they're on right now and 
looking to move in the right direction, improving to 8-16-1 with the victory tonight. Anaheim falls to 10-16-0 with the loss. Just a quick look at some of the other games going on in the NHL, or one that uh, was final earlier today. Obviously, a lot of eyes on the Patrick Kane debut with the Detroit Red Wings. If you didn't hear about that game, Detroit had a four-goal lead. They were leading 4 nothing in the second period. San Jose scored four unanswered goals. Detroit would take a 5-4 lead in the third period, cough it up, and lose in overtime, spoiling Patrick Kane's debut. Kane did not pick up a point in his Detroit debut, but he did go off the post in the third period. That uh, nearly would have given Detroit the lead, but uh, no points for Kane in his debut. Of course, the Wings taking on the Hawks later on in February. That will be quite a night here at the United Center. Blackhawks hockey's been sponsored by Sitgo. When you start with Sitgo, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers, Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help we had here at the WGN Studios. Our reporter was Jack Heinrich. Our engineer, filling in for the Hall of Famer Paul Zarang, was Ricardo Betancourt. John Weidman had the play-by-play, and Troy Murray with the color. Back at the WGN Studios, it was Brendan Rook and Patrick Hennessy as our production crew. Our captain, Brett Jackson, engineering. And coming up next, David Jennings with the news. After that, it's Raleigh James. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. Hawks beat the Ducks 1-0 from the United Center. We will talk to you Saturday night when they host the Blues. Have a great rest of your Thursday night, everybody. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey. 